Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, the one, the only, and the resonant voice of the Crystal Silence League, the Reverend John St. Germain. And tonight we have a very good show for you. Uh, we're going to have our newest air member, the Dr. Rebbe Jeremy Weiss, coming out. We're going to bounce around some new thought ideas for you. Our crystal tonight is Seraphonite, which is an angel stone. And did you know that there is an angel stone for every chakra? Perhaps that is a future episode. And more great stuff tonight. Come back after a brief musical interlude. Go get you a warm or frosty drink. A warm and frosty companion of your choice. Your crystal balls. Your warm and frosty balls. Whatever. And join us in just a moment, will you? We'll be right back. day I'm going to let the entire 45 minutes of that soundtrack just play just let you float away into the horizon of your mind yes go into the laundromat of your mind and put your mind on spin cycle and let the socks and the underwear of your thoughts tumble and intermingle and let the one sock that always disappears that can be your troubles let it just disappear into the twilight zone of your own secret thoughts and go away and away and as you put your mind on blow dry, just let it go and tumble around and around and around and around in the laundromat of your mind. And as the tumbler goes slower and slower and slower, you relax further and further and further. And then you take the thoughts out of the washer and put it in the dryer. And then you put it on the warm and and then you put the dryer sheet in and etc. 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 Oh well, I'm in a strange mood tonight. What can I say? As I've always said, you know, I just kind of walk this tightrope. And it doesn't take much to blow me off, folks. This is the Crystal Silence League. We are a resource for members of the Crystal Silence League, which was founded in um, 1917 or so by Mr. Claude Alexander Conlon, who, from all accounts, was an even stranger character than me. So I am indeed, uh, uh, I guess, an adequate substitute to inherit his uh, turban. And I I do have a turban. I can send you pictures of me and my turban and my crystal ball. And uh, he was a magical adept who founded a publishing house of New Thought, and he toured the country with a psychic demonstration where he answered people's unspoken questions. And he formed the league in order to distribute and project positive affirmation and prayer for all those in need. And you can read quite a bit about him on our website, www.crystalsilenceleague.org, which was founded around 
2007 by Magical Adepts of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, which you can also find at our website, the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches.com. That's quite a lot to type in, isn't it? Um, AISC, we are. You can also find us through our error website, AIRR, readersandrootworkers.com, where our members join together in spiritual unity to bring you the most ethical and organized group of readers and root workers on the planet. How's that for a pitch? Well, tonight, uh, as you know, and in all 162 episodes of the Crystal Silence League, we go over to the prayer page, which you can find. And prayer is always free at the Crystal Silence League. We are not a money-making organization. We're a what's called a mutual benefit, nonprofit organization. And we do have a gift shop if you want to buy stuff. You know, we have some books for sale. We have some crystals for sale for our members. But prayer is always free. And we get about 200 prayers a week posted, and the pastors will pray for you. And when you get a prayer, you get an email. There's a little button you click, and you get an email. And uh, I personally pray for about 50 people a week. I don't know what our other pastors do. And we have a couple of people who are professional prayers. They're they're paid to pray for our members. And um, it's been my custom to pray for a number of people on the air. I don't use their names, but I only use their number ID. And if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, you're invited to pray along with us. Our members band together, and the power of prayer of hundreds of people praying for you, we get testimony every week. I get emails every week, and I should read some of these emails to you, where people say, my prayers were answered, Reverend St. Germain. They were answered. And uh, I recently put a prayer up, and it was answered for my sister's recovery from a surgery. So I can honestly tell you that I know from firsthand experience the power of unified prayer. So let us start with prayer ID number 78182, who says, Please pray for me to get a parking space with no problems from neighbors and other tenants. Yes, you can manifest good parking spaces. I have done it often. That they may park with understanding that others need to park also and not take all the space but leave room that I can park. Thank you. I lived in apartments like that where people would uh, have five spaces taken up and you had none. I had ways of dealing with that. Maybe we'll have an episode of that. But thank you. Let us manifest good parking spaces for this uh, young lady. Amen. May it be so. And prayer ID 78181 who says, Dear Crystal Silence League, Grandma has been having heart problems low blood pressure, and in the hospital for months. The doctors want to speak to me tomorrow to discuss options, palliative, and hospice end-of-life plans, as explained to me by a resident doctor. Grandma's wishes and desires have been to live and for the doctors to do what they can to help her live. On the other hand, the doctors want to force me to give my consent to end her life. Please pray that the gift of good health be given permanently back to her in all ways. Thank you. Amen. Prayer ID 78180. For medical payments and financial award to ensure rehabilitation and freedom from debts incurred. Amen. And prayer ID 78179. I haven't had work in three days, but mostly it's because I feel no one respects my time anymore and people cancel appointments change their mind or don't give me enough notice to give them a massage. I'm frustrated with people. They text, but they don't call. They treat me like the hired help, but I really need the work badly just to survive. Pray respectful and kind clients. Call me soon. I'm so sad right now, and I don't want to give up. So she's praying for clients who would respect and appreciate and keep their appointments. May this be so. Bring her some good people. Spirit, amen. And prayer ID 78178, who says, Dear God, please heal my hurt. B, hurt me so bad. I cooked his lunch all week long, and then he turns around and takes someone else out for lunch. This really hurt me. Father God, have thine own way in this situation. Amen. Prayer ID 78177. We have a GoFundMe campaign for E to cover her heart surgery costs after insurance. 
Everyone has it posted, but the response is poor. It's shocking. I know I personally have contributed to every drive that shows up on my Facebook page or those of my friends. She was uncomfortable with the embarrassment of going this route, but we convinced her that people care and everyone is in need sometime. Please pray that people wake up and be generous. Even just a little helps her. Please pray for success. Amen. Yes, I do that too. I'm, every, time, every GoFundMe that comes up, I donate something. Um, give, give some money for this woman's heart surgery. Come on. Prayer ID 78176. Dear St. Jude, thank you for answering my prayers. I'm grateful and I love you and I appreciate you. Amen. Well, good. I'm glad your prayers are answered. Oh, yeah, you posted here. Yeah, I, yeah, good. I'm glad. Pray ID 78175. Please pray that my time will get approved as soon as possible so I can get paid on time. Good. Pay this person. Pray ID 78174. He says, please help Jay fall in love with me and most importantly, commit to me. Jay is absolutely terrified of a commitment, and I absolutely need that from him in order for, for us to continue to be together. Right now, we're not speaking because of it. I already miss him terribly, and I don't want to take this journey through life without him. I know that we are soulmates. We can never stay away from each other for any length of time. Whenever we do fight, Jay tells me how important I am to him. However, he wavers on committing to me, and he'll deliberately do things to sabotage things between us and push me away. Amen. Okay, you know when a guy says he loves you, but he's not in love with you? That's guy talk for, I like to have sex with you, but I don't want to have a relationship with you. That's some wisdom of St. Germain for you. Pray right 78173. Oh, he says, uh, the cat is suffering from kidney damage. And please pray that my cat is healed from his kidney damage. He doesn't have as much energy as he used to, and he's drinking more water than he usually does. The cat's name is Creamy. And he says, Creamy is my baby boy, and we're always together. He follows me everywhere I go. We eat together, play together, takes walks together, and take naps together. I rescued him off the streets, and he's such a sweet and happy soul. He is my life, and I can't imagine life without him. Please help my baby boy. He still has so much life to live. Amen. I hope it's not chronic, um, CRF chronic renal failure. That That's terrible. Pray for everyone. And let's take a moment of silent prayer for all those in need of comfort and support and affirmation. Amen. The power of prayer. We'll talk some more about that later during our show. Our crystal of the week is seraphonite, and seraphonite's one of the angel stones. And I mentioned earlier, um, there's there's an angel stone for every chakra, including the earth chakra and the soul chakra that floats way above your head. 
And uh, serfinite's a, a mottled greenstone. Uh, it's striated. It has usually white striations through it and uh, kind of silvery white striations. And um, these angel stones are very interesting. They, they all help you get in touch with the divine, with the uh, angelic spirits. And um, the uh, serfinite angel stones, these uh, silver striations take the shape of angel wings. That's one of the very cool things about it. They're not expensive. Uh, it connects the heart chakra with the soul chakra. All the angel stones do that. They'll connect whatever chakra they um, resonate with, with the uh, soul chakra, and help bring the uh, angelic spirit in touch with uh, whatever chakra they resonate with. So these help uh, bring out or connect your heart with your soul chakra. They bring out the true meaning of your heart and help heal any blockages of the heart. You know, for instance, the ability to love and the uh, ability to express your uh, the yearnings of your heart. Um, and uh, it also helps bring the, uh, uh, the ascension of kundalini energy up to the heart chakra and uh and that's very handy the um so um um it's a uh, one of the ways to uh connect the heart with the angelic energy for a universal type of love that type of love that the buddhists talk about uh of bringing out your metta the uh, loving kindness to all sentient beings now, since it is a green stone, it also helps you connect with nature and nature spirits. It does help you with the development of uh, psychic gifts involving intuition. And uh, so um, it connects with nature. It helps uh, healing on all levels. And it's one of the very hard stones because uh, it's one of the silicates. And uh, it will... Um, not dissolve in water. So if you make an elixir from it, just drop it in the water directly. Let the water uh, steep in sunlight or moonlight. Remember my rule, it's uh, sunlight for healing, moonlight for magic. Uh, take it out, shake it off, put it back up. A few drops of brandy in your water will keep it from growing mold. And then you can anoint yourself, anoint your crystals, anoint your crystal grid, sprinkle it around your house, use it for magic. And that's selenite. Very nice little stone. Good to add in your collection. Good to add in your collection of angel stones. And you can read more about it in my book, Crystal Magic, Divination Healing and Spellcraft with Gems and Minerals. Shameless plug. Well, we're talking about New Thought, oddly enough. And, and uh, uh, last week we talked about the history of New Thought, about uh, how a very odd fellow, very ingenious fellow, a self-made man, uh, Dr. Phineas Parkhurst Quimby uh, more or less founded or pioneered the field of new thought with his uh, development of what he called mental science. And his idea was that if the mind had been deceived by some invisible enemy into a belief, that belief would manifest in the form of a dis-ease, dis-ease, maybe with or without your knowledge. And so by his theory, which he called truth, he came in contact with your enemy and restored you to health and happiness. And he said he did this partly mentally and partly by talking until he corrected the wrong impression and established the truth, and the truth is the cure. And what he meant by partly mentally was through a process that was very close to mesmerism. And uh, they talk a lot about going into the silence, and we'll talk about this as well. And um, uh, going into the silence is a very important part of uh, this um, um, this technique. And in Mr. Conlon's writings that we'll examine later, in all New Thought literature, this idea of going into the silence is often mentioned. And uh, it's so fundamental, in fact, to Mr. Conlon's four branches of crystal gazing that we'll go into it much further. And going into the silence is not what it sounds like. It's not a passive state of non-thinking. And because you can achieve a blank state of mind by sitting quietly while listening to relaxing music. Um, but going into the silence is cultivating an active state of silence awareness. It's not making the mind empty. 
but rather silently contemplating a specific mental or spiritual quality with either receptive or projective intent. And in the silence, you can be consciously receptive, mentally passive, or actively projective in terms of a spiritual or material quality such as goodness or compassion or love or even prosperity either toward a specific individual or toward everything and all beings in general. So there's a difference between meditating on some specific wholesome quality like loving kindness or compassion and going into the silence. During meditation, the mind is usually focused on an object of meditation, even if that object is mind itself. And during meditation, you observe mind and mental states without commentary or judgment. And mental states come and go, and during meditation, you just watch them, right? Like watching people walking by at the bus stop. But going into the silence is, is similar in some ways to meditation, except that Rather than contemplating this object of meditation, you enter a place of pure causation. And that's an important concept, that place of pure causation, either receptive or projective, and you make that a reality. You dwell there. You dwell there in a creative state at the point of causation. And if you're focusing on love, you dwell in the place of causation of love the spiritual realm of love itself. And if it's prosperity that's your focus, you dwell in the spiritual realm of pure prosperity. You think, feel, and behave as if you already achieved the object of your desire. It's the area of total belief, and belief is too weak a word. This is the area of that reality. And you project this quality toward your target, and if your target is yourself... This becomes a loop of attraction, and you attract what you desire to yourself. You dwell there, and by dwelling there, you become that reality. This is what we mean by external states manifest externally. You change reality around you. So what you bring into the silence is what you send out in projective work, and what's sent out certainly come back to you. It will ultimately manifest in the realm of material reality. And this is very serious. This is some very serious stuff. Remember the Krebiosin story? That man, that man's belief cured him and ultimately killed him. And let's uh, let's take one more look at the experience of silence and why it's so important. And we'll take another look at the differences between meditation and going into the silence. Uh, when our minds are filled with unpleasant and disturbing feelings. For instance, like you're not currently involved in a romantic relationship, or sometimes when we are, uh, we may feel lonely and sad or depressed, anxious, frustrated, bored. And if we don't have enough money to make ends meet, we feel anxious and panicky, right? And these disturbing feelings can be dealt with by bringing them into meditation. That's what we always say in Buddhism, take it to the mat, take it to the mat. And in meditation... These feelings become objects of non-judgmental scrutiny. So you can either obsess over these feelings or see them as temporary mental states over which you can exercise control. And once you realize you have control over these feelings, they don't control us anymore. And that's a better frame of mind. You can make wiser decisions than when you realize that these states of mind have no control over you. And that's how meditation can be very useful controlling these disturbing emotions. You stop, you reflect, you let them pass, and then you make decisions. Nobody makes good decisions when they're panicky or anxious or depressed. Nobody makes a good decision under that. And as, as spiritual workers, when people call us like that, the first step I always do is calm them down, talk them down in a very calming voice, very calm, very calm, very calm. And then once they're in a calmer frame of mind, we can help them arrive at a place where they can really make better decisions. So going into the silence is not meditation, though, although you can go into the silence directly from or right after a session of meditation, and it's not a bad idea to do that. So going into the silence is a base sometimes 
Well, going into silence is actually always a base from which you launch projection. And from projection, you can passively receive energies. And it's a silent dwelling in the spiritual realm of your desire. And what you project, you will surely receive. And that's how the true law of attraction works. You see, it's not as simple as these uh, motivational gurus will tell you. There's a lot more to it if you really want it to work. What happens in the silence of your mind plants the seeds that will sprout the flowers of success or the bitter weeds of failure. And if you bring joy into the silence, then joy will come to you. If you bring anxiety and loneliness into silence, anxiety and loneliness is what you'll project out, and what you project will inevitably come knocking at your door. So don't drag anything into the silence you don't want showing up, uh, you know, crawling in bed with you later. Um, So before you go into the silence, you have to banish all feelings and thoughts of fear or poverty, loneliness or doubt from your mind. And that's why meditation before a session can really help. You examine your mind and say, am I really ready to do this? You know, or do I have a lot of crap in my mind? So simple affirmations uh, create a mind state of love and confidence and prosperity, uh, social justice, uh, whatever you're trying to bring about and feel that it's true and make it your reality. And this is important in spell work because spell work is the same thing. You're projecting and you're receiving. So I describe this sometimes as taking the desired object out of mind space and bringing it into heart space. And you won't get results by chanting affirmations and staring at a crystal. It's more than that. You've got to really believe it. And that will kill you in this kind of work. It will. Remember Kreb Ozen? He, he was cured and killed by his own belief. And you have to enter the spirit uh, or the, enter the dwelling of pure spirit and stay there. So rather than trying to think your way through to success, bypass all that mental chatter and go straight to the source of pure experience. And if you're sending forth love, don't think love. Be love and radiate it like you're on fire with it. If you're attracting prosperity, don't wish for it. You've got to find the realm of infinite prosperity in yourself, go into it, and use that ferocious power to reach out and draw more of it into you. And over the course of time, this work will build a cumulative effort, uh, a cumulative effect on reality. And since mental states are expressed in our daily lives, your mind will become protected from unhealthy or negative influences. Luck will improve, prosperity will increase, and you attract better friends and lovers. And social justice becomes the norm around you, and reality will literally change around you. That's not a metaphor. For. Reality will literally change around you. And if that's not magic, I don't know what is. So we have a guest tonight, and I want to bring him on now. And we're going to bat some of these ideas around. This is our newest era member, Dr. Rebby Jeremy Weiss, author of Volvomancy and um, a master of Jewish folk magic. And uh, he's working on a book on such. Let's bring him on. I'm going to. Uh, Walk him into the studio now. He's walking through the doors, going past our uh, many uh, technicians in the background. Uh, Jeremy, are you in the studio now? Oh, uh, yep, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. Just walk around. Just walk around the uh, the stacks of equipment over there and have a seat and uh, talk to us. Uh, so, how are is, you? Is how this, are you tonight? This, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> and and I'm doing great. And it's, Nice to be here, and thank you uh, for having me on the show. Well, it's good to have you back. It's been so long. You were here a couple weeks ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently I made an impression. And since that time, I've become a member of AIR, which is uh, phenomenal. I'm very excited to join. And oh, awesome. um, Glad to and, have you. Yeah, it's, it's great, and I, I look forward to uh, hearing from uh, all of our listeners. Yeah, we look, we look forward to it. Also, we we got our eye on you. Yeah, we got our eye on you, man. Uh. <laughs> well, I think I think uh, I think tonight's discussion is really uh, I have a particular uh, interest in, and and it's um, what we're really a lot of what we're really talking about is is there, and what you're talking about is uh, uh, I think 
uh, intrusive thoughts and obsessive thoughts, yeah? Yeah, right, these are yes. like negative thoughts yes. that we're plagued yep. with. That, that, yep, that we're there's plagued a ne- with. negative feedback, negative feedback loops of obsessive thought. Yep. Right, and I think it's important um, for listeners to know that if they're having really severe, severe intrusive and obsessive thoughts, then that that might be a symptom of of uh, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder or depression, and and they might want to uh, go go see a doctor, a professional in in that regard. But yes. hopefully we're not talking about those th- that level of severity, no, no. and we're talking no. about thoughts that that are are within our own biochemical capability of getting rid of. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Just recurring recurring negative thoughts. They become habits. Yeah. They do become habits. Absolutely. And I think um, you know it's important for us all to both. Uh, one of the first important things that you can do to manage these thoughts in a, in, a, in a very practical way is, one, identify the thought trigger. If there is a particular trigger that you have associated with these thoughts, you need to remove that trigger, and that could be, of course, environmental or, 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 or whatever, or you know, symbolic, or you look at you know, the image of your, your, your boyfriend or, or that you've broken up with, and you've got to stop doing that kind of stuff. That's that's one of the first, I think, things is yeah, to remove stop, stop, environmental. Stop, stalk, stop stalking your ex on Instagram. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because you yes. just get tied up; it just feeds right back into it. And exactly what you're talking about, you you manifest it. It's a positive feedback loop, um, and you 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 manifest. You continue the obsession. That's very bad. Um, one of the other major techniques, and you've already sort of really hit upon this, of course, is is to focus on something else, right? And it's right. to change your focus from your current thought to a different thought. And I think that there are very, uh, you know, of course it sounds very simple to say to someone, well, well just think about something else. I mean, you know, just, just shift directions. Well, that, that's very hard to do. I mean, that's almost impossible to do, actually, because it's like telling someone, uh, just don't think about a blue monkey. Whatever you do, I don't want you to picture a blue monkey in your mind. Don't picture a blue monkey. It's, Correct, yes. It's, it's virtually impossible. So I think that one of the, uh, and I know that you do too, one of the things that we can use to change our focus from an obsessive or negative thought or intrusive thought is ritual, uh, meditation and mindfulness, prayer, and there are also, of course, magical objects such as amulets and things like that upon which we can use to focus our energies and change our direction. So if you are are finding yourself doing an obsessive thought uh, or a negative thought, um, it's, it's great to be able to enter into a ritual that by the time you end the ritual, you're thinking about something else, right? You've right. shifted yes. direction. You've shifted yes. direction. And there are some traditional uh, uh, yes. Jewish uh, magic, uh, uh, folk magic ideas around that. Um, we don't really have to talk about that because I want to stay a little bit within the new, you know, the new thought realm. Um, well, no, it's, it's uh, actually but, fine. To, uh, it's actually fine to go into that area because you said there's some. Um, for instance, you were telling me ideas about turning nightmares into uh, transforming nightmares into good dreams by um by speaking the word by by uh telling people uh I had a good dream when they had nightmares that's, that's that, that yes that 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 is is absolutely uh correct um, in Jewish magical tradition uh there are there are pretty much four 
four methods of getting rid of, of uh, bad dreams. And, um, and uh, um, one of them, and the easiest one, uh, is to sell it to someone else. <laughs> I love that. Which, I love that, too. I love that, too. And I think it's a wonderful, uh, I think it's a wonderful idea. And I think that particularly work well with children, I would think. Um, you know, although you might end up having a child that has bad dreams all the time if he keeps selling them to you for 25 cents a pop. <laughs> yeah, like, like a bad dream fairy. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, uh, you know... Um, and the, and the, the major the sec- pardon the second the second way of getting rid of bad dreams uh, is what oh well I think um, uh, 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 there are there's another uh, there's there's a, a long elaborate uh, ritual which um, I can I can summarize and perhaps we can post maybe would that be okay um, yeah. Yeah, you uh, post it. Uh, sure. I, I mean, there was one that involved uh, reading a lot of psalms, and uh, yes, and it, and it, and it is a psalmic it, right. And I think that's a, that's great for anybody who's working within a Judeo-Christian framework, for sure, right? Uh, because right. it's a psalmic magic, and and I think that uh, that helps certainly helps a lot of people. Um, a lot of people. I'm trying to find. Uh, in my book, the list, which I should have, I should have uh, just uh, uh, pulled up, actually. Oh, that's okay. We can, we can post it on the uh, forum on the Crystal Silence League forum for our, our listeners oh, that, to look up. Yeah, we'll post that on the forum because there was a long list of psalms that you recite to uh, dissipate the recurring nightmares. And uh, yeah. then there was one and, where you just told you told your friends that you had good dreams, right? You told yes, a group of friends. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. And that that is a countering. And and there's also uh, 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 um, giving to charity and then acting out the dream. And, right. And that is that. Remember that right. one. That is good. Yes. Giving to charity and acting out the dream, and that is a very powerful. That is very powerful. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. We well, all and, use and, that uh, in magic to uh, uh, charitable acts in magic to negate a negative spiritual event. You know, often uh, in root work, the spirits the spirits advise people to uh, perform a charitable act to dissipate a negative spiritual event. Well, of course, that makes perfect sense. I mean. Uh, it's uh, uh, it, it's it's definitely a counter, for sure. Sure, 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 yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, I I I I I was able to locate uh, locate uh, 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 the actual ritual uh, if we wanted to discuss that. Um, sure. Oh, and then there was a, a dream fast. Yeah. So the the it it begins with. Um, if the dream, uh, it depends on when the dream occurred, and um, it, it, uh, usually you start off with a, a, a fast. And if it unfortunately occurred on the Sabbath, you have to we, we fast for for even two days, um, and then uh, 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 perform this particular rite. Now, I personally okay. don't think that uh, fasting is is uh, is uh, n- absolutely necessary. Sure. But, um, what is what is I think important is to gather three friends and say, "I have beheld a good dream." Okay. And and that that is going to begin the process of turning your bad dream into a good dream. And you say that seven times, and everybody should respond. Your friends need to respond. Verily, it is good, and may it be good, and may God make it good. So we are all focusing our energy on changing that that bad dream into good. 
And um, then there are, are Psalms uh, uh, 30, 12, um, and certain sections of the Bible. Well, there's a lot. We can, we can put them. We'll, we'll, we'll list them in the link. But yeah, we'll, we'll put, them, put them on the forum. So it's really a matter of, of getting some friends together, having a, a cup of coffee at a, at a lunch, and telling them, you know, your friends that had a bad dream, and then do the ritual of converting it into a good dream with your friends. And, and that can be done any time. Okay. It seems that would be very good in uh, many situations where people are recovering from any sort of traumatic event to uh, and there and there there's a carryover from it uh, a bad breakup or something to oh help sure to uh to say to the friends uh, I'm not quite I'm not even quite sure where I'm going with this but there's a, a bad memory or a bad event and uh they say to their friends uh, I I beheld a, a good memories about this person you know I, I have good memories about this person and uh they say indeed indeed these are good memories and uh uh turn the uh what may have been bad memories cuz we we always say that in spirituality uh uh you know so we had a bad relationship and we say well maybe there was a meaning behind it you know maybe there was some meaning that you know we we've learned something we got growth behind it we always try to pull some good out of the wreckage of a bad relationship <laughs> don't we you know we say well you know maybe you know maybe there was some reason I went through all that and uh, and then if we think about it uh, there was you know you say well if I if I had a button I could push and make that person disappear when I push that button, and usually the answer is no. You know, usually you say no. I wouldn't. Do no, that. sure. Uh, you may not have the kid, your kids, or your or or yeah, your life would be different. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think you know? You think no, no. I'm a better person for it. You know, I, I'm a better, stronger, and wiser person for it. Uh, and because uh, I ask clients that, and I say, if you had a button that could make him him or her disappear and you could push it, would you push it? And they always say no, always. And uh, if you could go back and make that not happen, would you do that? And sometimes there's a long pause, but they always say no. And uh, <laughs> because I think we realize that there's an inevitability of these things happening. There's a reason for it. Uh, there's an inevitability. It's it's a fate. It's a fate thing. And uh, I say, you know, as much as much as you're hurt by this. If you could go back and there's there's a path and you say this is going to happen again or you can cross it, you know, would you? You know, if you had a button you could push and make him never have happened, would you do that? And they, no, no, I don't think I would. And uh, you know, so as, as much as it hurt, you you wouldn't do that. I said no, no, because I think I'm better for it and I'm wiser. And uh, so we we realize that that you know this is life and life is going to beat you up sometimes. And isn't that isn't that funny? Well, life has. I mean, I think that uh, I think people recognize that they wouldn't most often that they that there are there are painful experiences and they and they still would not want to trade them or erase them. But of course, um, they don't want to be stuck in a loop where they're. Reliving them. No, no, and you don't want to do it again. And have thought. Right, right. So right. they're 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 in. I think uh, creation of of ritual, a prayer, or focusing uh, methods of focusing on something else, like a you know a magical object or amulet or 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 a, or a, uh, a, even an image uh, that is meaningful to you uh, can really help redirect your mind. Well, you don't want to go back to kindergarten. You know, kindergarten was, you know, good at the time, but you don't want to go back to it. Hold that thought, Rabbi. We want to go to station identification, and we'll be right back. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, 
Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Uh, yes, and we're back with the Dr. Reba. Yeah. Jeremy Wise, newest yeah. air member. Yeah, we're talking we about, yeah, we're talking about ways to change your reality through changing your internal states. Uh, you know, in crystal magic, we uh, use uh, an ebony sphere. We use obsidian, and we, we give the negativity to that because Mr. Conlon said nothing can escape its ebony prison. No negativity mm. can escape. No negativity can escape its ebony prison. Give it to that. Give it to that ebony sphere. And uh, a lot of my clients, I'll tell them when, so when that, when you find yourself dwelling on that negativity, get your obsidian out and hold it in your hands and stare at it and give it to it. Just give it to it. And uh, and if you need to, take it out and shake it out. Take it next to a tree and shake it out and give it to that tree. That tree will take it and give it to the earth. And I said, it's not yours anymore. It doesn't belong to you anymore. Let go of it. And, uh, you know, because a lot of times we make these things bigger than they are. I call them dragons. You know, like an ex says, I, I'm afraid to go out because I might run into my ex. You know, I'll go to a party. My ex might be there. That's well, what will happen. Well, I, I can't face them. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't. And you say, well, you know, you've turned them into a dragon. That's your dragon. You've projected all of your fears onto them or uh, uh, just a of, of even a, a location, you know, I, I can't go to that club anymore. Uh, something bad happened there. It becomes blown out of proportion. And I say, you know, take your dragon and put it in that ebony sphere. And if you have to, if you have an adequate supply of obsidian or jet or something, uh, put it in it and take it somewhere and throw it in the bushes. Take it to a crossroads, throw it in running water, bury it. If you have an adequate supply, get it out of your sight. Take it, give it to it, throw it away. Uh, do you find that there's a work with uh, uh, in the Jewish tradition like this where you uh, put it into something, destroy it, uh, tear it up? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was just about to uh, uh, speak to that. In fact, um, uh, Moses' brother Aaron, okay, who's the high priest in Leviticus, uh, he confesses all of the sins of the entire uh, Israeli people and then places or transfers them onto the head of a hapless goat, which Mm. carries all the sins of the Israelites into the desert and and away. So... um, The scapegoat. So, a scapegoat. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that is right. The scapegoat. And... And um, and there there is a lot I think about packaging up your obsessive thoughts, your guilt, your negative thoughts. Uh, you're packaging it up, putting it on to something else, a crystal, to have them absorbed and and discarded, or burned, or or removed. Yeah. I think there's significant validity, and obviously it goes back, you know, five, you know, thousands and thousands of years. People have been, you know, have this similar sympathetic magic idea of uh, of, of transfer of unhappiness, shall I say? Mm-hmm. Shall I call it unhappiness? Yeah. What about spells? The, where you, spells where you destroy things. Where you break the objects uh, or break the objects, tear them up. Um, In in the Jewish tradition, there are uh, mostly spells about uh, about shattering pottery, and that that's also. It's great that you brought that up. It's it's uh, analogous because uh, um, exactly they would have what are called amulet bowls, and they might write a specific spell. Or or uh, adjuration or or, or or 
or petition and then throw the pottery uh, generally against the north wall. That's where demons enter your home and shatter ah. and shatter against the wall. Uh, so it, it was believed that some of these um, uh, moods or nightmares or uh, negative thoughts were caused by spirits. Oh yeah, always it, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, always. And in Jewish oniromancy, the you know for dreams and stuff, there's a significance to when you know the timing of the dream, what you ate before the dream, uh, you know. If and, and I know that we we're shifting back from thoughts to dreams back and forth, and I I don't want to use them interchangeably, so I don't want to confuse the audience. But strictly speaking, uh, you know, when, when you're talking about dreams. Um, it, it, their validity in Jewish thought uh, uh, it depends a lot on other factors, not just the intensity of the dream. Well, if, suppose someone called you and said, I, I keep having dreams about my ex. It's like he's haunting me in my dreams. Uh, and I wake up and I'm disturbed and depressed for the rest of the day. Uh, could they, for instance, write, get a, a clay bowl or make a clay bowl out of air dry clay and write their ex's name in that and throw it against the wall or do something with it? Absolutely. That would be perfect. That is, is that a a, perfect. That's a perfect, that is absolutely you know, right, in mind. Yeah. Like, right. William, William X be gone out of my life. Uh, write their affirmation, uh, take it out of their head and put it in the bowl and throw it against the wall and say, be gone you know, evil man and throw it against the wall and, uh, uh, an idea of taking it and manifesting it in that way. And, uh, you know, or crushing it in some way. And then what, what do you do with the bowl after it's been destroyed? Um, well, uh, uh, I probably wouldn't do that in my home. Um, unless I was trying to get rid of a demon in the home or something like that. But oh, okay. these are our thoughts, um, mm-hmm. you know, obsessive thoughts. I, I probably, there were two ways of, of uh, using uh, amulet bowls. Uh, one was that they were overturned, you know, to capture the spirit uh, 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 beneath a doorway. But they were mm. also found two bowls lip to lip where the demon was captured inside. And so you could take two bowls, capture your evil thought, bring it to uh, a bridge or an ocean or, 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 or someplace where you feel comfortable disposing of it, you know, uh, uh, and, and throw it and destroy it at that location. Uh, carry it away from your home, carry it away from your, your, your bedroom, you know, carry it outside. In our chat room, Tony, I suggest you might bury it. Would that be uh, something you might do? Uh, yeah, sure, of course. Because yeah. in root uh, work, they, they we bury here. things. We bury things. We throw it in running water. We take it to a crossroads and uh, bury it, or we throw it in the bushes at the crossroads. Um, there's a yep. number of ways. Crossroads of, uh, is excellent. Good, good. So you find that... Uh, Jewish folk magic. How do you find that Jewish folk magic might integrate into root work? Do you find that there's a, a infusion of uh, Jewish folk magic in root work? Well, yeah, because hoodoo is, a, you know, it's a Christian-based uh, uh, folk magic. Uh, therefore, it has Judeo-Christian base, and because it has Judeo-Christian base, and Judaism is a is a parent religion of, of Christianity, um, sort of I, uh, hoodoo is kind of an offshoot of an ultimate offshoot uh, of the branch uh, or a branch of the tree of, of Jewish magic, right? It's part of Judeo-Christian magic of course, and part of Christian ultimately magic. It's, of course, ultimately it's a African diasporic. Um, yes. Came to this country yes. through Africa. Through Congolese and then American Indians helped, and then uh, uh, as it spread through America, it uh, Yiddish influence and Chinese influence, uh, the, the Solomonic seals and uh, 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 various Yiddish influences. Seven. 
Yep, Moses 6 and 7 and uh, various Yiddish influences and Chinese and some Euro got involved, uh, uh, got infused with it. Um, and um, uh, candle services and the, the, the Christian uh, influence early on because of the uh, uh, religion that the uh, African slaves adopted when they came to this country. Like in voodoo, they adopted the Catholic religions and um, integrated right. it. Um, so um, it, it's uh, it's very interesting uh, to see that turn up when you when you read the uh, early chroniclers like Zora Neale Houston and uh, uh, Henry, uh, Harry Hi- Harry Milton Hyatt uh, how that was integrated um, into into it. You know they used to talk. You know the uh, Hyatt's informants talked. He said, and the root worker gave me something from the secret spell book to do when I burned the candle and it turned out the secret spell book was a Psalter. It was a book of Psalms. Mm. They called mm-hmm. it the secret spell book. And it was probably yeah. uh, that book of Psalms, secrets of the Psalms. That was probably why it was called the secret spell book. It was secrets of the Psalms. Well, you know, secrets of the Psalms is, is based real is, is really a reprinting, a poor reprinting of, Shimush Tehillim, right? Which yes. is uh, the original book, which is which is the Hebrew text. I mean, that is mm-hmm. a Jewish yes. text. Yes. And and that's and why I brought Secrets it up. of the Psalms was was <laughs> yes. yeah it was a George it's a bad translation. Hitchili. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was sort of a pseudonym. I think he wrote it under. But, but isn't that isn't that something they called it the secret spell book? And it was. Uh, Henry Milton Hyatt said it was a psalter, and uh, <laughs> but but I believe because I called it the secret spell book, it was secret set the Psalms. It was probably one of those early paperback editions uh, called you know called yeah. uh, secret set the Psalms. It was the bad translation. Uh, yeah, and <clears throat> I have several versions of secrets of the Psalms because they were reprinted and reprinted many many times. Um, a lot, but always a lot, yeah. with it, with mistakes, of... yeah, and with more and more mistakes. So if you really want to go, yeah, the mistakes, go, uh, the mistakes were compounded. Yeah, they were compounded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. If you if you really want to get the real deal, I would. Uh, there's a there's Shemush is uh, you can picture it's on my Facebook page and there's pictures of it on my Facebook page, uh, or you can anybody can contact me or ask me or ask you. We'll, we'll we'll give them a link. Well, have you considered a uh, have you considered translating it a more uh, true translation? You know, there's been recently uh, uh, more accurate translations of the I Ching. You know, truer to its original spirit. Right. Well, the really the there there the original non secrets of the Psalms book is well translated actually. <laughs> Um, the ri- original Shemush Tehillim is, in fact, very well translated. Um, and uh, uh, I have incorporated many of those, um, uh, m- m- many of that into, will be in my book, The, um, the uh, uh, Grimoire of Jewish, uh, of Practical Jewish Magic for Everyone. Um, and it's going to have, uh, error-free references to um, Shemush Tehillim, so there will very be, good. Uh, those mistakes will be cleaned up. Yeah. Very good. Well, we have about a minute left. Um, what would you What would you advise our listeners uh, if they were to, tonight? Tonight they're going to go to bed. What and they want to wake up with a better life in the morning? What should they do before they go to bed? Mm. What should well, they let go of? Uh, what should they let go of? They need to let go of all their anxiety and all of all, all of what occurred today, and and discharge the static, um, and and just try to settle in and focus on 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 the good. Tomorrow is a new a new day, another opportunity for good, another opportunity to be a good person, and just do your best and uh uh i would uh 
teach, uh, as you did the other day, the summary of the, of the Torah, standing on one foot is uh, do unto others as you, as you wish them to do unto you. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. That's all you Dr. have to Jeremy, do. Dr. Jeremy, thank you, and uh, we'll see everyone next week. The Reverend loves you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.